Hey there, welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. I'm Sky Bird. And this is our first episode of 2020. Yay! Woo! Uh, we have a very special guest with us in the studio today, my bestest friend of all time, Miss Carolina Swift. Hello, everybody. Visiting us from the great Japan. Yes, the great wonderful empire of the East. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is our first episode of the new year. And we wanted to start a new series on this podcast. Yes. We wanted to start not only talking about different movies that, you know, Scott and I are introducing each other to. We also wanted to talk revisit. about revisit slash reintroduce each other to new series of the quite nerdy variety. So, with that being said, our very first episode of 2020 is going to be Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope. Yes. And yes, yes. it's not going to be, like, every single week back-to-back, -back, but throughout, like, the next, I don't know, a few weeks, months, whatever, yeah. we're going to be going through all of the Star Wars movies in the main saga from beginning to end. Although, the timeline's kind of screwy, so, but you know what I'm saying. You'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out as we go. So, yeah, we... All three of us sat down and watched this movie together. Yep. Scott is a big Star Wars yes. fan, like huge, ginormous. Kelly and I have both seen this movie, but we've only seen it once. So we now figured, twice. Well, now twice. Well, yeah. now twice, but yeah. So going into this, it's kind of like Scott's introducing us to it, but not really. <laughs> no. More like reintroducing us. Yeah. And it was a, it was quite an experience watching this movie back. I remember the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was really boring and. For the most part, it is, <laughs> but um, there's, there's it's the still, foundational piece. There's still, yeah, it's. I mean, it's worthwhile to watch just to get into Star Wars in general. There's a lot of details that need to be discussed for the entire, you know, universe of Star Wars, right, so and the, it's hard to fit into two hours. Well, you figure yeah. space, and you're introducing planets and a giant galactic war. Yeah, well, when you start with you know long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away, like. You're starting a whole new concept from the 1970s at that point, you know, yeah. of not in the future or far in the past. It's a whole nother, yeah, it's, you know, kind of existent, kind I of never, non-existent universe. Even being a Star Wars fan, I never understood why it was... Well, I understood in a galaxy far, far away. I never understood why it was in the past. <laughs> like, it's a weird... Well, I mean... Um, it's a weird concept. I, know, I guess to just add to like the mystery of it. Yeah, it obviously can't be in the future because then you get to the trouble of the Back to the Future kind of thing, where it's like, oh, it's 2015. Where are hoverboards? Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's yeah. true, but it's it's space. It's like, I guess it's also based off samurai stuff. And yeah, I mean, you got the cowboy kind of aspect of the yeah, final frontierish kind of stuff. But. Yeah. I don't know. So it, it adds a new kind of mysticism to it, in a way. I guess, yeah. Also, when the crawl starts, it's just like... It's like the start of something. It's yeah. it's like throwing you a bunch of information just right in your face right away. Exposition! <laughs> Every one of these movies not only has the movie, yeah. but has a novelization attached to right, the movie. which I feel like would be... Like, okay, so those came after the movie. Oh, they came... After the movies, but they add like details, I mean, like, other things to things the movie. And by the way, I think before we even start on this, we should address the elephant in the room, which is Rise of Skywalker. Yes, we've we've all seen it. 
me and Scott, as well as Carolina, have seen it. We're not going to get into it. We are going to review it at the, like, that's going to be, like, our last movie, like, in this particular series. Yeah. But for right now, we'll just kind of briefly say um, we were very eh about it overall, I think. I think that's fair to say for all of us. Yeah, I mean, I was satisfied-ish, but it was, it's not like... The biggest blockbuster of the yeah, year. Yeah. Like, it, was, I, I, it was definitely. Can't really. There's more positive than I think. Me and Frankie were. Honest. I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, considering. I the, honestly, the, I kind of did too. The but. loopholes and the the cliffhangers that were left off at the end of the last movie for me. Yeah, like I thought it could have <clears throat> gone a lot worse. My only, my only issue with the latest movie. It's the only movie. Oh, the only Star Wars movie, and I've seen them all in theaters, every yeah. one of them. It's the only movie I've walked out of and genuinely wasn't happy. Right. Really? Which is weird, because I, I did it for Phantom Menace. I did it for Clone Wars. I did it <laughs> yeah, for all of that, them. The fact that you're saying that with seeing them, it's kind of the prequels, it's kind of, like, insane. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's why I'm glad that we're doing this series, because... I have seen all of the other Star Wars movies. I've seen them all once, for sure, all the way through. But I feel like now that this whole saga is officially like done, I feel like we kind of need to watch them all again and yeah, figure out where missed. where we're at. With what we missed, what attached to what, right, yeah, where it really does clink in, and where you can see the connections of yeah. something twenty, thirty years later. Yeah, it's yeah. also crazy because there's three different companies running. Basically, the show. I mean, yeah, that's true. So, where it all begins is with New Hope, which came out in 77 and was written and directed by George Lucas. It was. Oh, George. And, you know, a lot of people have varying opinions on George Lucas, obviously, throughout this whole, you know, Star Wars Saga. craziness. But for this movie in particular, he was nominated for Best Director and Best Screenplay for yeah. New Hope. And I mean, New Hope was nominated for a, a bunch of things, and we can get into that. I I, I do admit though, he, George is not the best writer. No, I mean, even even I mean, he's very clearly he's very creative. Oh yeah, but he kind of doesn't have like a, a filter on his creativity. Yeah, I would say honestly, it what made these movies, especially the original trilogy, so great is Mark Hamill. Carrie Fisher I would, and Harrison yes, Ford. Yes, I would yeah. agree with that because they are actually like they're in this movie. And Billy Williams, sorry, but he's like, not here wait, yet. Like, because and we'll get into it as we go through like the actual review. But like as we were going through this movie, like maybe the first half hour, I was like, oh my god, like what are we gonna get to this already? And then like Luke shows up, and then Leia kind of comes into play more, and then Han comes. I'm like, okay, now here we go. Now yeah. we're into it. So it, they definitely were a relief. Like. The other characters, like, even though R2-D2 is the savior of the galaxy, we'll get into that. Yeah, poor R2. Where? <laughs> um, but, I mean, this movie, obviously, is a huge fucking deal. Yeah. I mean, when it came out, it beat Jaws uh, to become the highest grossing movie of the time until E.T., which came out in 82. So, for, like, five years, this was the yeah. shit. And this was one of the first films selected for the Library of Congress National Film Registry. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it had, its average score is 94.5. Which, 
I feel like it's mostly because of the hype, because it's Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, objectively, this is not a 94% movie. It's not, a, like, a fucking rotten movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, okay. But it ain't a 94%. If you, okay, out of 100, for you two, just off general... Out of 100... This specific movie with yeah. nothing else, just with nothing like else on attached, its own. attached Completely on, on its own. own. I'd say like eighty-three. I was going to go with like the year it was made, seventy-seven. All right, <laughs> like, I, you mean, know, I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's, it's good. Just like, it's just it's slow in the beginning, and then there's I, a lot of battle I, scenes that kind of are just like, ugh. The, oh the factor for me is Drag would on. I watch it again? If it had nothing attached to it, it would right. have no fandom. Not everybody was like, "Oh my god, you gotta see." Yeah, and I don't know. Would the I to personally that, see it again? Probably not. I yeah, I don't know. Well, gladly before because we're gonna rank these at the end after I've rewatched yeah, them all whole, again. Like series watching all these movies, um, gonna rank them. But this is my least favorite of the original trilogy. I would say that, too. which is kind of funny because usually it goes for most people. It's Empire, New Hope, Return. Yeah, I would. I would switch but, that probably and put New Hope last, but Empire would still be. Free. But yeah, I'd probably say this is probably like an eighty-six to an eighty-eight. You know. All right, that's that's mm. fair, I guess. Um, okay, so before we get into the nitty gritty, I of course I I love talking about the awards and like the Oscary things because I'm an Oscar nerd. So let's get into that real quick. In the seventy-eight Academy Awards. New Hope won six Oscars and was nominated for ten. It won Best Art Direction, Costume Design, Sound, Editing, Visual Effects, and Score. What a shock. Yeah, all the technical shit, which makes sense. Yeah. And it won a Special Achievement Oscar for Sound Effects Editing. Yeah, I mean... Mr. Uh, ben Burton? Yes. <laughs> for, you know, for the time period, especially... No, yeah, I mean that's that's true. Absolutely, and, and like it holds up. It doesn't look bad. Like, no. I mean, obviously they up some things with like CGI, like for re-releases and stuff. But like, it holds up, and it's you know it's fun looking, cool looking, pew 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 stuff. Yeah, it's just you know after a while, like of watching the same thing, it's like okay, can we get back to the characters? Which I guess is a good thing. But even the characters aren't like fully developed. I mean, but granted, it's just one movie. Well, yeah, because George... They get more developed later on. George never knew he was going to get a second or a third movie. He, right. he hoped. He, I'm, he had a new hope. He had a new hope. <laughs> and I'm sure when it came out and it fucking lit off like a rocket, he was like, ah, oh, this is a new hope. Cha-ching. Yeah, Cha-ching. Legit. Fucking yeah, $4 billion <laughs> sold to Disney. Yeah, because uh, this, this was made for $11 million, and I think the box office was $776 million Yeah, that's... In the good. 70s. That's wild for the 70s, yeah. That's crazy. It's a lot of money. Yeah, I can buy a pretty couple pretty houses um, for that. Yeah, my father used to my father used to tell me how he knew a guy who worked at the movie theater. Yeah. So he the guy would just let him just sit in the theater all day. <laughs> That's why he saw a new hope like forty something times. So um we talked about the Oscar winners yes. in New Hope. Let's talk about the Oscar noms. As we said, uh Lucas was nominated for director and screenplay but lost two Annie Hall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, Woody Allen, everybody. Anyway. <laughs> but then we had, it was nominated for Best Picture, also lost to Annie Hall. And Alec Guinness, who played Obi-Wan, was nominated for Supporting Actor. 
but lost <laughs> to Jason Robards in Julia, which I've never heard of. <laughs> so, but then again, I mean, not to say that, I mean, I don't know who else was nominated, but I don't think he deserved a fucking Oscar for this. I mean, no, he kind of just was yeah. like wise old man and then left after like maybe, he was maybe on screen for like half hour all till you all together. Well, let's go back to, because uh, we watched Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Al Arkin's oh, in the movie Alan for like Arkin, 30 yeah. minutes. No, that's true. That's true. He's probably in less than that, actually. So, yeah. I think we can get into the nitty-gritty now. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, we start with The Crawl. So this is one of the most iconic things. Yes. And like obviously it's a good a time as any to bring up John Williams. Yes. <laughs> uh John Williams did the absolutely iconic score for this whole movie in many places. It, it's just so fucking beautiful and amazing. He won an Oscar, obviously, for his, his score, and uh, he did all the Star Wars movies. He also did the scores for Jurassic Park, Jaws, Home Alone, Indiana Jones, The Donner, Superman, the first three Harry Potter films. Yeah, he's kind of a legend. <laughs> Nominated 51 times for an Oscar, and only won five. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, how many Grammys did he win? No. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. I didn't look that up. But yeah, I mean, the guy is obviously a, a fucking legend. He's probably going to get nominated again this year for uh, Rise of Skywalker. I don't know if he's going to win, though. No. Because um, it's literally, like, it's just the Star Wars. Like, it, it, the score for Rise of Skywalker, now that we're getting off topic, but Rise of Skywalker, it's not any different than regular Star Wars. There's 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 differences. Oh, there, there Not are, that I could pick up, but I mean, maybe if we watch it, when we watch it again. There, there are subtle differences, but yeah, he has, it's, it's, the way he does it, and he, like, changes slight little things about things, like, yeah, something's in a minor key versus a major key. Or he'll add, like, a little, like, flourish here, that, like, because Leia's theme changes every time Leia shows up for the first time. Not for every new sequel, Harry Potter does it all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get that, well, there's, like, four head themes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they gotta have the iconic kind of score, I guess. You know, but this has been covered, the crawl has been covered so many times. Uh-huh. I mean, Star Wars in general has been parried and covered a million times in Oh, it, all, media. all the same thing. It was so funny, because when they brought Rogue One and they said they weren't gonna do a crawl, people lost their living <laughs> Did they do a crawl for Solo? They didn't, right? No, they didn't. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a regular saga movie. It's like, if they, they can't have a crawl for every fucking... Especially now, because they're going to be doing all these, like, side well, yeah. fucking Well, I always movies. talk... They can't do a crawl for everything. Well, because Rogue One... Think about Rogue One. Rogue One is the crawl. <laughs> yeah. It's the crawl that's true, movie. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, so, yeah, we get the crawl. After the crawl. We get, after the crawl, we get all the... <laughs> our little backstory about uh, Leia, and... And we get the first... Big shot in the movie with the little ship being chased by the Star Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> that, I think. 
is the most shocking thing for me coming right off the gate of, you know, watching Rise of Skywalker and some of the other movies. I just, you know, you look at the ship and you really don't remember how big the thing is until yeah. you see this one thing you're like, oh! And never again in the movie does it look as big as it did in the first shot. That's true. And like in the well, they do they do this similar thing when it's chasing the Falcon later on. I feel like in the more recent movies too, like there's so many more that like it kind of loses like the power of it. How big? Yeah, like in like in Rise of Skywalker, for example, there's a whole that it's not really a spoiler, but there's a whole fucking fleet of like star destroyers, star destroyers, and it kind of like just loses its power. But, like, just the one, like, huge looming thing is, like, so ominous and scary. I didn't think it was as threatening as what I saw the first, you know, just now, the the first scene here. It's it's just proof that, like, sometimes, like, less is more, you know? Yeah. It was so massive, though. It's, like, it's just the shot itself is... It shows you how scary the Empire is without saying anything. of a New York City block. Right. (laughs) Like... The Empire State Building was on there at some point, you know? So, and I also didn't realize, like, as we open, like, the first major characters we see are R2-D2 and C-3PO. I wasn't aware. The saviors of the galaxy. <laughs> oh, my God. They're, like, the fucking and most annoying bickering marrying couple. Well, okay, R2 is a savior. Like, C-3PO, not really. Yeah, C-3PO can <laughs> fuck yourself. Like, so much most useless. annoying character the the o- And, like, the thing is, like, he's seen as, like, comic relief. Like, go fuck yourself. You're just annoying. Like, he's annoying in every movie. Oh, God. Well, he, he gets better, I feel like, as the movies go on. In this movie in particular, he's kind of... He's really kind of a dick to R2. Yeah. Though, <laughs> so, what was the joke you said while we were watching it? R2 is probably saying obscenities and beeps to him. <laughs> Basically, that um, R2D2 and C3PO are the first ever gay couple on screen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and, you know, how they're actually really abusive because you see C-3PO kicking R2-D2 all the time, but actually R2-D2 is very verbally abusive. It's literally like, you wonder, like, how George Lucas, like, views relationships in this, like, in real life, because, like, it's between R2-D2 and C-3PO and Han and Leia, it's just like, oh, bickering and infighting means love. (laughs) That's what that means, right? Don't even get me started with the kissing of the sister thing. Oh my god, we're gonna get there. Anyway. (laughs) Oh, no, but even, like, even if you look at the other movies, like Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones and, uh, Oh, Mary. And Mary yeah. and Ravenwood have a horrible that's, relationship. Yeah, that's really questionable, too. Yeah, I don't know. George, George Lucas, Lucas was not popular in high school. Yeah, we need, to talk, down. we need to talk to George Lucas. Anyway. So, we get uh, we get the R2 and C-3PO, and now all the rebels are lining up because they're about to be boarded by the stormtroopers. And Yeah. Um, we were saying, Carolina was saying that um, C-3PO should, like, sanction a uh, workout video with his, like... <laughs> Well, Weird, like <laughs> that was later when he goes and bend at the hips. If you ever look at C three PO, he looks like he's going to start a workout video. <laughs> he's like ready to samba. He's like or ready to go. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like he doesn't move like a robot in a way. But- well, um. So- he was played by Anthony Daniels. Yes. He was just a guy in the suit. I, I forgot that R two D two was also a guy actually in the, in the thing. Yeah, he was like a. Uh, that was Kenny Baker in R2-D2. He was 3 feet, 8 inches, 
And he just, like, fit in the suit and maneuvered it on his own. And Anthony Daniels, same thing, although he was considerably taller than three feet tall. Yeah, you gotta think, when he first got in that suit, he's like, great, what I've always aspired to be, a trash can. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> legit. I don't know. I mean, McGrath, he probably made a million dollars. Well, yeah. Oh, God, he's been in every movie. Jillian, yeah. Well, you figured, the only person who, well, he's the short... I think arguably the shortest person in all these movies. Maybe I would guess, right? Well, maybe uh, what's his name in Rogue One might be but shorter. I mean, don't are, the, are, the Ewok, <laughs> wait, are the Ewoks people? I think are they the, in suits. Yes. <laughs> no, they're real. They're Ewoks. I know they're not people in the movie. I mean, like in suits. Yes, I think so. Yes. So then, technically, probably they're shorter. They, they rehired the. Ewoks. I think they might be children. Some of them might be children. Oh, okay. Child labor laws. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, I think uh, when we were talking about the lineup of the rebel forces inside the ship as they're preparing for the stormtroopers to attack, uh, I just happened to mention, have you ever noticed how shitty those helmets are? <laughs> like, they look like they have horseshoe crabs on their heads, and what is yeah. that going to do against lasers? That's like, true. I mean, and it, like, their face is totally open. At least the stormtroopers, like, you know, have a mask. Well, it breaks a blade there when Luke says he can't see. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the stormtroopers burst in. There's fire uh, shooting. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Again, Ben Burt made the iconic sounds. Um, <laughs> it's literally like, this whole thing is like half an hour of exposition, essentially. Basically. Uh, so they're shooting. A bunch of people die. Uh, C-3PO and R2 run away. Uh, Leia puts... The plans for the Death Star into R two D two. But you don't see her yet. You only see her beautiful arm. <laughs> well, you see, you see her a bit. See, like, she a looks, little bit of her, yeah. and she runs away. Uh, Vader comes onto the ship because Vader's don't, don't, Vader, don't, don't. played by well, he's voiced by James Earl Jones, yes. who is Mufasa. Yes, <laughs> Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. I forgot who actually, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the guy. It was a different guy, like, actually in the suit, but the voice was of uh, James Earl Jones. So the man in the Vader suit was a man named David Prowse. Ah, cool. Yes, so he was in the Vader suit, but Vader just looks intimidating. He's a scary, tall man with Mufasa's voice. Mufasa! Mufasa! <laughs> Chicago! <laughs> so, uh, Vader comes in and he starts choking a rebel. Asking him, like, where the plans are, mm -hmm. you know. The, he He's gets, trying to find out what the, like, where the plan, because the plans for the Death Star, which is, like, their big weapon or whatever, yes. has been stolen. By Princess Leia. By Princess Leia, and she, they don't know where they are, she, like, absconded with them, so now, like, she's trying, he, he, Vader's yeah. trying to find out where they are. He's trying to find out, so, <laughs> he finally, they find Leia, they shoot her and stun her. And uh, R2 and C-3PO shoot off in a pod. And they're like, oh, there's an escape pod. And, then, and they're like, oh, there's no life on board. It's fine. <laughs> and the yeah, and then they get away to the desert planet. Of the first time there's, you hear that droids are not human. There's some more <laughs> abuse between uh, C-3PO and R2-D2. And then they get picked up by Jawas, right? Yes, Jawas captured Which are very like, Rah! Like, essentially raccoon people. Yeah, like, like giant, giant moving dumpsters. It's basically <laughs> like me if I were a Star Wars they, they, they are scavengers. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, they definitely have raccoon faces. I mean, and then we go to, what's Luke's whole plan? Tatooine. Tatooine, and we meet Luke! We do, we meet Luke and Uncle Owen. 
And Luke is played by, of course, Mark Hamill, who before this really was like nobody. He no, he was in like some TV shows or yeah. whatever here and there, but this really kind of like skyrocketed his career. Well, think about it. Mark Hamill has this character. He has Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has the Joker. It'd be funny if it weren't so pathetic. No, what the heck? I'll laugh anyway. <laughs> Right. But he became, like, the biggest voice actor ever. He did Lord Ozai. <gasps> he did. Oh, yeah. He's done... He's been the Tinkerer and other DC stuff. Yeah, but this was, like, his first real big... No, this was this was the big thing. This was what yeah. launched and, him. And, like, the same thing with, like, uh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, who play Larry and Han. Han was, like, more known, but he was only... Before this, he was in American Graffiti yeah. with George, George Lucas. Lucas. So... But other than that, like, this really kind of... Launched all their careers. All their careers, yeah. Um, but yeah, we meet Luke and his uncle, Owen. Who are looking to buy droids for their moisture farm. Moisture. There we go. <laughs> By the way, when, as we're watching this, we were stuck on that for about five minutes. Yeah, well, and then, like, okay, so they buy R2-D2, and eventually, like, R2-D2, like, shows Luke, like, the... The part of the message from Princess Leia. Yeah, that Princess Leia put into him. Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi, you're my only hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Right, like, and, like, Luke's, like, staring at Leia, like, like all Twitter bad. And Carolina and I are like, if this is a moisture farm, why is he so thirsty? <laughs> <laughs> For his own fucking sister. <laughs> but that's not revealed yet. Anyway... So, they're talking, Luke is basically being like, he's he wants to leave, he doesn't want to be stuck yeah. on the moisture farm. He wants to go and become a pilot, see, and the, see world. the world, yeah, and uh, Uncle Owen's like, I need you, you know, to help me with the farm and stuff. And he goes, but the droid says it used to be owned by Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Owen looks at Aunt Baru. Yeah, his amp and like Emperor starts at first. I was like, Ooh. yeah, and then like he mentions uh, Luke's father, who never heard of him. You know, was very according uh, to Emperor, he was very adventurous. That's yes. why he wants to get out there in the world. You know, just like your father. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and it led to his death. Mm. And that's all I know. Oh, shadowing. Anyway, so we get the. A shot of Luke staring out into the deserts of Tatooine. Yes, with that's a beautiful, a fucking sick yeah. shot. Yeah, the iconic one that they go back to. Like the two red moons with the, like the crazy, like and the swelling score. Oh. It's wild, yeah. That's a really good moment. Yeah. You know. Um, and then we meet Obi Wan well, in the yeah. desert. Well, we get so R two runs away. See three PO and Luke go chasing after. Yeah, because R two trying to get to Obi Wan. So they find that you get to him, and they're like, "Oh, you you have to be careful out here. We could be attacked by sand people, also known as Tuscan Raiders." Racist. <laughs> so the Tuscan Raiders attack, knock Luke out, rip off C three PO's arm uh, oh, for the first time. For the first a time, of, uh, a lot of arm. Yeah, in Star Wars like arm problems. Yeah, I'm thinking George Lucas has a fake arm. <laughs> <laughs> Number of times arms come off. Symbolism. It's got to be symbolism for something. So now Ben comes and just goes, ooh, I'm a turkey. Yeah, like scares off the Tuscan Raiders. And they're like, 
No, we have to we have to get into safety because they'll be back in greater number. So they go into Ben's house after she pre like, PO is like Obi Wan slash Ben Kenobi. Yeah, I'm this like Luke only knows him as like creepy old man hiding in the woods. Ben Kenobi, yeah, Obi Wan. But uh, anyway, so yeah, so Ben Kenobi says like, no, I'm Obi Wan Kenobi. For some reason, I changed my name. Uh, well, they don't really explain well, he's that. Obi Wan, yeah. old Ben. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, a lot of thinking went into that. They one. go to Obi Wan's house, and there's more exposition. Where he he learns that, well, as Ben says, your father was a Jedi Knight just like me, and you have to come to Alderaan with me, and your father was killed by Vader. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Okay. Nice. I th yeah, we were saying, like, why would he... Because, obviously, I mean, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen all the Star Wars movies, so... Spoiler. Like, yeah. I mean, fuck you if you don't know or Star Wars movies. If you speak German. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, true. Like, Vader is... But, so also, why, they made something that pitch perfect. Why would Obi-Wan say that Lord Vader killed Luke's father if he knows full well that it's the same person? My theory always was, if he Luke found out that Vader was his father... Luke would go to Vader. Right. And possibly join him. I think part of it, too, is that he just, like, Obi-Wan feels guilty. That's also possible. I mean, you see that in the prequels, that he feels, he feels like he was partially responsible. Yeah, the Obi-Wan selfishness thing seems a lot more... I don't know. Like, the whole join your father thing, but why did you abandon me would be a whole other... You know, mm -hmm. well, that especially it would have came out if he did go to his father. He never would have known that his father had no idea that he existed. Yeah, he would have killed the kid yeah. as soon as he saw him. Like, what are you talking about? You're not my son. Bye. The only reason why he takes any sort of interest in Luke is because towards the end of this movie, he goes, "Oh, the Force is strong in this one." Yes. Yeah. But he does so, find out. But Obi Wan basically tells Luke, like, you know, I think you should yes. learn the ways of the Force. It shows him the lightsaber. It shows him. uh his father's lightsaber. Quote, lightsaber slash Anakin's <laughs> slash Vader. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Luke's like, oh no, I can't. I have to work on the farm. And then they end up going, do they go back? Well, to no, then they, he, they're leaving and they find a Jawa transport destroyed. Right. By, by by Stormtroopers. By Stormtroopers. Well, first he goes, I've never seen Tusken Raiders do this, you know? And they're not Tusken Raiders. This is Stormtrooper. Only a Stormtrooper can hit so accurately. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so Luke gets worried. He thinks that they... They'll, they'll go back and find who they sold the droids to. Right, so he goes home to try and uh, find his aunt and uncle. Who and been... he finds their whole home. And, and then bodies completely destroyed and burnt to a crisp. And he's obviously devastated for about twenty seconds, and then goes back to Obi Wan and is like, well, "Okay, I'm going with you to Alderaan." Well, what, what's he going to do? <laughs> you know, I just he gets more upset about Obi Wan's death. Yeah, than he does you his think family that he's yeah, lived with for all of his life him since he was a baby. You know. That's that's all. I just think he should have been a little more devastated. Like, fall to the floor. They didn't have any more time in this movie to put more scream, emotion. Do something. Well, I mean, we got... No! Yeah, that would have been, been worth it, I guess. Um, 
So yeah, so then Luke decides to go with Obi-Wan and C-3PO and R2-D2 and they go and then the movie actually like gets started, I feel like. <laughs> this is this is where we get really going. So now we end up in the hive of scum villainy. Yes, they go to the we get to the cantina scene. Yes, which, we. Uh, everyone knows like that music, that uh, kind yeah, of iconic, yes. silly music. Which apparently, Scott, you, you told us that this particular style of music has a, a really interesting yes. uh, title. Would you like to tell us what that is? Yes, it is a uh, jizz. The 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 style yes. of music is called jizz, everyone. Yes, and uh, the band which playing came first, like cum jizz or Star Wars jizz. Well, I'm assuming cum jizz came wait. Before Star Wars, I, I would hope you it was the other they, way around. Wait, really? You think that George Lucas called like a like called like a brand of music jizz, knowing full well that it means cum? I think I think we have to go back to the point where uh, Greedo was shot in this movie to see if there's like white stuff all over the walls <laughs> or something. Because I think it was the other way around, where the movie started at first, and they're like, "Hey, look, there's white stuff." Yeah, and the band, the band that's playing in the cantina is called what, Scott? The Jizz Whalers. I can't. I can't believe that. <laughs> it has to be. Hey, they're white too. Star Wars has to have done that first. There's no way. Yeah. Because that's so weird. That's we that's we that's just weird. That. That's like gross weird. I mean, there's a lot of things that are weird in Star Wars, but like that's just weird, weird. But anyway, in the cantina, we meet Chewie and Han Solo. Yay! Yes, now, we Chewie do. Chewie was played by Peter Mayhew. He is. Who is seven feet, three inches tall. He is a tall in man. In a big, furry, doggy suit. He is a tall, and, lanky man. As we said before, Harrison Ford plays Han Solo, and he's, like, fucking awesome Just in this. The guy who played Chewie also do the voice? I don't know. Yes, he does. Yeah. I'm pretty does sure. He? Oh, okay. I'm pretty cool. sure he does I the whale. The, the original. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. He's fun. Uh, we also Luke gets into uh, an issue with a couple of criminals, and Obi Wan takes out the lightsaber and cuts their arm off. Yeah, again, again, another arm. Yeah, yeah, like what the fuck? We should have a counter for arms lost. Two. <laughs> uh, so they meet up they with meet, Harrison up Ford with and Han and Chewie, uh, and, and they, they and they convince Han and Chewie to smuggle them out of. Off of Tatooine and to Alderaan, mm -hmm. and so for seventeen thousand credits that he is going to pay back to Jabba because he owes Jabba yes, a shit Jabba ton of is money. Like a fucking like scum, fucking Jabba is mob lord. He basically. is basically he is crime. Yeah, he's like a basically a space <laughs> mob boss who looks like a big giant ugly slug monster, and um, as Obi Wan and Luke leave. Han is confronted by Greedo, who is like a mercenary working a mercenary for Jabba, working for Jabba, because, looking for Han to kill him, basically because Jabba put a Jabba price money. on his head. Right? Yeah. So they're sitting there in the in the booth, and it's you know it was like a whole thing. What was what was that whole thing? With like the whole controversy behind Han shot first. Okay. Explain uh, that. The whole controversy is if Greedo shoots first, it kind of changes Han's character. Right, because in the in the original movie, Greedo and Han are sitting there, and Han just shoots and Han Greedo. Just shoots Greedo because yeah. he knows like Greedo's gonna after him gonna kill him at some point. Like, oh, so Han just hauled off and shoots Greedo. Because in the re-release, yes, George Lucas made the decision to have I think was it like was Greedo to have Greedo shoot the gun to sh Greedo sh goes to shoot 
and does shoot and misses and Han shoots him. Right. So it's a defense thing as opposed to being an I'm an asshole. Right, or, right. You know, I'm only care right. about myself. Right. And I'm I'm so, out to survive. And then they fix it. I guess they fix it again because in this version, he did it. it it's this a, version, did he like? It's Han is way. getting ready to shoot. Han is going to shoot him. Yeah, like you already know he's going to shoot either way. I think they kind of made it like. I think the way it looked when I looked at it just now, it looked like Greedo was like taking it out and like about well, Han to was, shoot, yeah. and Han was already Han was already yeah, ready to go. Was already doing it. So I mean, but I get that. Like if yeah, it changes the because it it takes away some of the. The dirtiness of Han. Yeah, like he's willing to kill for his yeah. life. Because in this movie, he's a fucking asshole. What, like he, he's a lovable asshole because he's smart. He's asshole. he's, he's a he's a nerf herder. Yeah. <laughs> well, that doesn't come up till next movie. But what was I gonna say? Scruffy looking nerf herder. So yeah, so Han shoots Greedo, pays the bartender. He goes, uh, yeah. "Don't worry, about, sorry, sorry about, about that." The mess. <laughs> and off they go. Uh, so now he goes to the Millennium Falcon. Jabba's at the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, looking for him. And, I mean, doesn't it look really realistic? I mean, can't you imagine just CGI Jabba just being there? Like, doesn't it look so real? I, I mean, I'm still confused as to why Jabba's there in the first place. If, if he's the mod boss, like, who sends him? Like, yeah, that's true. He sent Greedo out. Why is he sent? Like, yeah, I feel like Jabba shouldn't have showed up till the next movie. Yeah. He probably shouldn't have. But, but, I mean, granted, I'm sure Lucas wasn't sure he was going to get another movie, so he wanted to put Jabba in there. Yeah, Jabba, it's just having Jabba be there. He's... I, mean, I don't think Jabba... I feel like the... Jabba didn't want to kill Han? No, 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 because he was his quote-unquote best He's guy. one of his best smugglers. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, I thought the whole point of Jabba was that he never does his own dirty work, you know? Well, that's right. why he also had six bounty hunters with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, then why do you have to go onto the planet? Because... Well, I think he, he, Tatooine's one of his bases. He, oh, is that? Okay. I think he... He has a couple of bases, but Tatooine, I think, is one of the, his major bases. And he runs a lot of his criminal... Because Mos Eisley is a criminal, like, underbelly of, like, Tatooine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they have a talk. Han goes, I'll pay you back with interest. We'll be okay. So now, they leave. We get the first sighting of Boba Fett! Boba Fett! To Boba Fett. Which, I mean, they don't say he's Boba Fett. No, he just got... Well, well, he's a Mandalorian, which you don't even know that at this point. Yeah, he is kind of... just a guy in a weird But you get the point where Jabba walks off, he walks on, stops. Uh Uh-huh. The camera, like, focuses... Breaks the fourth wall. No. No, he breaks the fourth wall. He goes, why are you still here? (laughs) Get out. Get out. (laughs) The movie's over. Um, no, so he breaks the, uh, so it, it kind of stops, and then he, like, looks, and then he walks off. So you kind of get, like, okay, this character's somewhat important here. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the somewhat. Then. Yeah. yeah, so now Luke and Obi-Wan walk in to, uh, the area, and Luke goes, What a piece of junk. What a piece of junk! Uh, yeah, about the Millennium Falcon. Which, that's, like, the running joke, like, throughout all the movies. They all, like, whenever people see the Falcon for the first time, like, this is a piece of shit. Why are we taking this fucking thing? <laughs> Didn't you know that it ran the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs, which is a 
unit of distance and not time. Didn't they? Think always that? comes up. It always <laughs> comes. They address that in Solo. They did. It's it, it's it's. Mm. I don't remember how they addressed. I don't it. either. I don't give a fuck. Good enough for any of us to remember. But uh, anyway, it, it's it's always come up. It's like okay, yeah, we get it. It's a unit of distance, not time. It's, so so sure. we cut back to Vader once where he goes to uh, basically he's going to torture Leia. Right. To get information. Out. To get information. He so, wants to know where like the rebel base is. Yes, yeah, so the rebel base is. Um, and then we also cut to a big meeting. Oh yes, uh, of like the Empire people. Yes, we cut. And to we get we see not only Lord Vader but we see kind of like his is it is Moff Tarkin like his right hand man or is well no okay so it's it goes the Emperor uh -huh. who's the top of the food chain Grand Moff Tarkin and then Vader. Okay. Grand Moff Tarkin is above Vader. Okay. Really? He uh, is, and because that's why at one point Leia does say, oh, I I smelt you. I should have figured it was you holding Vader's leash. Right. Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin has enough respect that Vader respects him. Yeah, in the Empire, right. So Grand Moff Tarkin is played by uh, Peter Cushing, and most recently he was in Rogue One, right? Yes, he was in Rogue One. He was well, in Rogue One. Well, well. <laughs> posthumously, like with CGI trickery, which I kind of thought looked really weird. It did. It didn't look great. <laughs> um, but you know, whatever. Um, but he's like the like kind of right hand man of the emperor, essentially. Yeah, he's he's the one who runs all the forces. Right. He's kind of yeah. He's like the general, but he's Grand Moff because mm -hmm. you know we need a a fake title. Um, right. <laughs> basically, during this meeting. Vader, uh, some guy starts questioning Vader and how he's this old religion nonsense because the forces uh, talk about religion and sh all that good stuff. And Vader starts choking him with the force. With the force and like, are giving you clairvoyance enough to find the rebels' hidden fort? <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. I find your lack of faith. <laughs> Which is a line everyone knows. Yeah. And t basically Tarkin tells Vader to stop, and Vader does. So that shows you that... Bitch. Down, dog, down. <laughs> you know. So now Han and Ben and everybody, they shoot off on the Falcon. Leia at this point is being taken to uh, talk to Tarkin. Mm-hmm. And they have a good little, like, back and forth. Yeah, they have a nice little back and forth where she goes, I could smell your file smell anywhere, basically. But Tarkin basically wants this information out of her. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, she... And Leia, for some reason, Carrie Fisher made the decision to have, like, an accent. Uh, a British accent yeah. at certain points throughout this movie, and then not later on. It's weird. I don't know. But anyway... And, and Tarkin also calls her Leah instead of Leia, and that happens again later on in the movie with some other character calling yeah. her Leah. It's all very confusing. Yeah. Anywho. So, they bring, they, they're pointing the Death Star at Alderaan, which... Mm -hmm. Which is uh, Leia's home planet. Which is Leia's home planet, the home of the, the Galactic Senate at mm -hmm. this point. Uh, so they're like, we're gonna blow up this planet if you don't tell us the base. She tells them it's on Dactween. They go, okay, we're still gonna blow up the planet. And they blow up all the wrong. Yeah, and they blow up all the wrong. Uh, no! <laughs> and 
then we kind of go back on the ship with uh, Han and Luke and Obi-Wan, and we kind of get this, like, very uh, kind of religious, philosophical discussion about the Force. And how Han doesn't believe in the Force. Yeah. You don't believe in the Force, do you? Kid, I've flown from one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful force controlling everything. There's no mystical energy field that controls my destiny. Also, how you let uh, you always let a Wookiee win. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a cool scene, but at the same time, it just before this point, before like the plot has actually started going. There was so much talky-talky, and it was, like, kind of slow-moving, so it's kind of, like, just, like, move along, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a double-edged sword. In that they way. were going at light speed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so we get into the, the whole big thing about Han doesn't believe in the Force. Luke kind of is starting to learn the Force and blocking, yeah. you know, blocking a remote thing while he's blinded. Uh, Han goes... You know, basically... Oh, it's just luck. It's just luck, kid. You know. And Obi-Wan's yeah. like, I don't believe in luck. Yes. So it's kind of... It's an interesting philosophical discussion. It is. Happens, it which is, is cool. I'm down for that. Also, we did get into a little bit of the discussion about Ray being a Mary Sue in this point, And, like, isn't Luke kind of the same? But, I mean, because he doesn't do really... I mean, at the end he does with the Force, right? Because Obi-Wan's not... He destroys the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, but he already discussed that he could hit a swamp rat. A swamp rat. Swamp rat yeah, rat. I don't know. You it's know, not, some... I think there's an argument for him being a Mary Sue. I just, I think Ray is, and I don't not like Ray, but it's, I think her argument as being a Mary Sue is definitely a lot stronger than Luke's, especially in the last. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I feel like there's not enough of a character development for Luke so far at in this first point. Movie, yeah. At this point, that you can even argue for Mary Sue. Like, he doesn't... He's like, just kind of a derp at this point. He, he's around, he's, he's learning the stuff, and then he knows how to pilot some stuff, and he shoots the one thing. That doesn't mean he, like, learned all these skills out of nowhere. That's true. Um, okay, so they end up getting... They end up getting close to the Death Star. Well, yeah, they break out of hypers... They, they come out of light speed. And they end up getting sucked into the Death Star's orbit. Yeah, into the Death Star's tractor beam. Yeah. And they get brought upon the, sh the Death Star. Um, they hide away and steal two stormtrooper outfits. Yeah. And then uh, Obi-Wan basically is like, I'm going to... Destroy the tractor beam, basically. Oh, okay. He's going to destroy the tractor beam. So he leaves. And then uh, Luke and Han are in the room. And R2-D2 is like, oh, I... Like not with his little beeps and boops, he's like, "Ah, Leia, Leia's here, Leia." And then looks like we have to go save the princess. And Han's like, "Fuck off!" And he's and he's like, "She'll give you money. She's rich." And he's like, "Okay, let's go." And then they go, like shiny, shiny. <laughs> they go off and uh, they handcuff Chewie to use him as like a distraction. They put on their little stormtrooper outfits and they go. Uh, yeah, they're waiting for an elevator at one point, and <laughs> they're like. Looking around. <laughs> Not suspicious at all. Every other stormtrooper you've ever seen in this movie so far yeah. is like exactly in the same march, right, left, right, left. They're very militaristic. And like yeah. also when they leave to go save Leia, they leave R2 D2 and C three PO in the room and C three PO's like, Oh well what are they what do we do if like we're discovered in here? And 
the guys are like, oh, we'll just lock the door and hope they don't have guns. I'm like, okay, so clearly the we're starting race. the trend of, like, no one gives a shit about droids in this fucking franchise. Again. <laughs> um, so, they get down to the detention center, and uh, the guy is automatically suspicious of them. Like, going, yeah, so I didn't know about any transfer. So, a gunfight immediately breaks out. Han and Luke defeat the other stormtroopers. Yeah, Han, Luke, and Chewie. behind to, like, keep lookout, and... Han has a nice little conversation. Over the radio with another stormtrooper. What happened? Uh, it had a slight weapons malfunction, but, uh, everything's perfectly alright now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? We're sending a squad up. Uh, uh, negative, negative. We have a, a reactor leak here uh, now. Give us a few minutes to lock it down. Uh, large leak, very dangerous. Who is this? What's your operating number? Uh, he's a fucking idiot. He ends up just shooting the fucking radio because he's like, I can't handle this. It's like, we gotta go. And Luke is like running to go save Leia. It's never good at conversation. It leaves like the derpiest scene ever because he has his helmet on Luke and he walks into the room where, uh, where Leia is. And Leia's like, aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? And he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, oh, wait, yeah, I have this fucking helmet on my head. Like, what are you... <laughs> All I know is you could definitely take just that one frame, do a zoom-in, like, oh, yeah, romantic he looks like a- <laughs> theme song in the back, and he's like, oh. Yeah, it's so weird. Woman, like- that's not related to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, um, so... But yeah, so then, uh... All three of our main characters come together and they go to like try to escape. And the stormtroopers break and are in. Being traced, chased by stormtroopers, and immediately, like within like thirty seconds of Han and Leia meeting, they are already bickering. Ergo, bickering and fighting equals love connection. <laughs> Again, George Lucas, what the hell is wrong? Yeah, like, well, what have your relationships been like? I don't, I don't know. So, so Leia's like, we gotta get out of here. Leia steals Luke's gun, shoots out a little like port and jumps down into the garbage chute. So they go, they slide down into the garbage chute. Why does she know that's there? Because she's looked at the Death Star plans. Oh, true. So she memorized where every single garbage chute is? I mean, she's like, a smart cookie. <laughs> Leia is brilliant. She, she became anyway. general for a reason. Yeah. The Force told her to shoot at this one. Yes, at that <laughs> one. So they slide down into the garbage chute where Carolina immediately brings up the garbage snake or... <sighs> The Dianaga. Jesus. Okay. Wait, I'm sorry. Can we look? Yes. Sorry. Can I get that name again? Dianaga. D. D I A N O G A. Dianaga. 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 Okay. So I thought they were bringing a Japanese thing because if it was N A G A, it would be like actually serpenty or like long. That's N O G A. They might have. Maybe. Done yeah, similar. Like well, Jedi is like actually Japanese or something. You know? Oh, is it? Yeah, oh. like all this stuff is. It's like a lot of oh. a lot of Japanese actual words that were just transformed by George Lucas. That's cool. So, well, he, he took this off. Uh, a lot of this is based off uh, Kurosawa's work. I can't. Uh, Hidden Kurosawa. Fortress, I believe. Yeah. Oh, famous okay. Japanese filmmaker. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he George Lucas was very inspired by him. So, uh, I forget, but there's a specific martial arts or name of a soldier regiment or something that sounds something very similar to Jedi. Yeah, I think so. I think you're yeah, right. You know, something like that. It's all Jedi. Japanese. It's something. Yeah. I think it's like 
it might be like J E E D I or G something like that. It's whatever. Yeah. It's it's close. Uh, anyway, lots of Japanese influence for literally everything in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Lucas <laughs> Lucas was very inspired by that as he you know wrote this movie and did it all. Uh, so they go down the Dianoga or Dianaga Dianu, well, however you say it. Snake Gra- the snake serpent grabs Luke and almost eats him until the compactor starts and then he runs away. Uh, so now they're trapped in the compactor that's closing in on them. Leia and Han keep bickering about stuff. <laughs> Put that thing away, you're gonna get us all killed! Absolutely, your worship. Look, I had everything under control until you let us down here. You know, it's not gonna take them long to figure out what happened to us. It could be worse. It's worse. So, they tried to contact C-3PO, but the stormtroopers have broken in, and <laughs> they're afraid, so they tricked them, going, they went to the detention center, you can go stop them still. Which is, like, one of the only smart things that C-3PO has done in these movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> basically, they tricked the stormtroopers to let them out, and <laughs> Carolina and Frankie both look at each other and go, how dumb are these goddamn yeah, I mean, stormtroopers? I mean, Granted, Obi-Wan said in the beginning, like, they're simple-minded, they're weak-minded, but, like, at yes. the same time... No, it just gives another proof that literally nobody cares about their droids. Yeah, yes. true. Like, you know. So now... R2-D2 basically stops the compactor right before they're about to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get out. And Vader meets up with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. And they have their little lightsaber battle. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. It's very, um, it's it's definitely uh, not as evolved as, you know, the ones in, like, the prequels. Or, well, yeah. It was for the special effects. Movie. Yeah, I mean, it well, wasn't really about the choreography. Well, also... In 1977, compared to when the prequels came out in 2099, right, exactly. you could do a lot more and with... plus, like, you know, Alec Guinness is, like, an old... 70. <laughs> yeah, Alec Guinness, uh, who played Obi-Wan. I don't know if I mentioned this, but, like, yeah, he's, like, a... At this point, he was pretty old, but he's been in the movies since, like, the 40s. He was in Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Shivago. He was, like, a big... You know, he he was like the big fish on the on the set. Basically. Yeah, he, and he probably at the time, considering the environment he was in, probably thought that this movie was like a huge mistake. <laughs> he, <Well>. Paycheck. <laughs> but he was nominated for an Oscar, so I guess there are worse things. <laughs> well, at the same time, if you look at you know the era it was produced in, those kind of movies would definitely be focused more on fencing styles or yeah, kendo, like Japanese yeah. sword fighting styles, which is what we saw in the movie as opposed to the whole spectacle of backflipping and yeah. triple laser sabers and very true. Whatever. Very true, very true, very true. So we get there fighting. Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, R2 and C3PO meet up. Luke sees them fighting. Ben sees Luke and suddenly decides I'm going to die here. It's the weirdest smirk I've never noticed before. Yeah, now here's a question. Why did Obi-Wan let Vader kill him? Well, I believe he thought he wasn't going to win anyway. Right. He, he, a, he's not going to win. B, if he go falls now, because he does say... You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. So... He says the line, and then Luke goes, No! And I think 
one of the points... Had more of a reaction to the death of this old man who he's known for a day than to his fucking parents, who are his aunt and uncle, but basically his parents, who raised him his whole life. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no. No, that's fine. <laughs> he saw their charred bodies... Alec and it just disintegrated and disappeared. There was nothing it's left of the him. the guy who finally gave me the candy of being able to be a Jedi warrior that I've always wanted to be. You know? Oh like, my god, my okay. My parents didn't love me, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But like, literally, isn't that the only way you really have to go about this? If he has no emotional attachment to his aunt and uncle yeah. who raised him, it's more of like, I'm being a rebel and running away from home. I, yeah, because, I, I guess. He's felt depressed the past couple yeah. of years on the moisture farm. But, uh, so... The moisture farm. <laughs> so, uh, I think the main reason, though, is now with Vader killing Luke, uh, killing Ben, Luke will never fully go to Vader because... He killed Obi-Wan. He killed Obi-Wan. And he could, even if he uh, does fi find out that Vader is his father... I mean... He would never be like, I'm going, going to join to you. Side, right? Yeah, I think it's quite obvious that, you know, Ben already knew he was going to die the second he stepped out of that room what? because he's like, I'm going alone. You yeah, know, he, yeah. He was He knew that eventually he was going to find Vader and they were going to, you know, yeah, have rematch. Well, yeah, because Vader at one point says, I felt a feeling I haven't felt in a long time. Because mm -hmm. he knows Ben's there. Yeah. Ben knows Vader's there. They, they both know. Yeah, they know it's coming, I guess. But it's just the smirk that throws you off right before he dies. He's like, oh, this is a fun twist. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what he does. So after uh, Obi-Wan dies, they all manage to escape onto the Millennium Falcon yes. and get away. Yes, and they get to the rebel base. Right. And they look at the plans for the Death Star, and they find the weak point of the Yeah, Death this Star. is a very, like, rushed little bit. Like, okay, now we gotta get to, like, yeah, the actual thing. Yeah, we gotta get thing. to the big thing. So, the, the goal is to destroy the Death Star, the big Empire weapon. We need to find a weakness, and it's apparently just one little point. It's, an, it's Star, a little exhaust port that can only be targeted by a single... <clears throat> X-Wing. A single plane, or an X-Wing. Uh, and one guy goes, that's impossible, and Luke goes, no, I think I shot Womp Rats that size, making like, the guy look like a complete idiot. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Nothing's impossible. Imagination. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, so... So then, uh, they're getting ready to go into this, uh, battle to destroy the Death Star, and Luke kind of, like, gives Han shit, because Han just wants to take his money and go, and Luke's like, fuck you, why don't you, like, you're Help. selfish, you just want your money, that's all you care about. And he's like, I'm watching it, I'm like, fuck you, you've known him for a day. Maybe a little more. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't just expect him to, like, change his whole, like, yeah. Mytho like his whole uh, philosophy, like, in a philosophy in a day and just join the resistance well, with you. Well, uh, we also skipped the part because we had a great little uh, back and forth between Han and Leia at one point, where he goes, I'm oh, just yeah. in it for the money, and Leia's basically like, if that's all you care about, then that's all you'll get. Yeah, so, like, okay. So oh. What? What? Okay. So, backpedaling, because we're going to backpedal a little. So, Luke and Leia are trying to escape on the Death Star at one point. Oh, it's okay. We don't have to. And, uh, well. I mean. Well, so yeah. they get a grappling hook, and Leia gives Luke a little peck. Yeah. And <laughs> Frankie and Carolina both go, oh. But, uh. Well, because, okay. 
I don't remember that one happening. That's why. That whole thing. Yeah, I didn't remember that. But also, like, okay, in the next movie, they have a more, uh, you know, romantic kiss. Granted, it's just to make Han jealous. You know, Leia kisses Luke to make Han jealous. Fine. But, uh, regardless of that, why, knowing that Luke and Leia have kissed multiple times at least once romantically and in the beginning of this movie like when they first meet obviously Luke has a heart on for her why would he why would George Lucas then decide to make them brother and sister I don't know it's weird but again something about his past and relationships it's like weird <laughs> and like and like also like knowing how the rest of the movies go you didn't have to make them brother and sister you didn't have to make Leia also Anakin's Daughter. kid you didn't have to do that you did and it's fine like whatever but it wasn't necessary no. so it just makes this weird dynamic that like they like luke had the hots for her and they made out at one point and now they're brother and sister and it's just fine and then at, i think at one point in the movie where it comes out that they're brother and sister leia goes oh yeah i think part of me knew the whole time but yet you made out with him in yeah. the other movie like it's just it's weird i well, don't know well but uh, it so, just seems peculiar so i was backpedaling from this because then at one point han is sitting next to luke and han goes huh oh, she's got a lot of uh she got spirit. Yeah. Do you think a a princess like her could date a guy like me? And Luke was like, no. <laughs> Hell no, bitch. I'm still stuck on the hoods bus. It's why I'm Jewish. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't say hoodspa. <laughs> hey, I will bring the hoodspa into this. Bring the hoodspa to Han. So okay, so yeah, Han's decided to leave with his money. Luke is going to lead the Red Squadron to go, you know, destroy the Death Star. Leia gets to stare at the plans for a while. Um, yeah, like, Leia, I feel like throughout this whole franchise, Leia just kind of stands, like, stoically in front of maps, and, like, that's it. Like She's a general. Generals don't not fight. In, a, not in this, and B, why can't she do anything, like... Yeah, why can't she fucking fight motherfuckers? Because you find she out- shot some people before. Okay, like, it just seems like <laughs> yeah. Caroline was like, "I'm pretty and smart. Look at my maps." <laughs> <laughs> so basically, we get into this whole big thing. Uh, so like, uh, you know, everyone's in X-wings, and there's lots of pew pew pew. There's lots of pews. Uh, a character named Porkins gets shot out of the sky. Yeah, I didn't Porkins. like that. I was like, oh no. Is he named Porkins because he's fat? Basically. He's fat. And I'm like, oh no. So yeah, so they get into this whole big thing. Uh, they're fighting. The first the first trench run doesn't work. And Vader shoots everybody out of the sky. So now Luke goes and like, I'm going to do it this time. He's flying by. His two people get like shot away. And he's hearing Ben's voice this whole time going, trust voices. the yeah. voice. Tr trust the force, Luke. Trust the force, Luke. Yeah, so if you start hearing voices when you're here, nah. I don't think that's the start. <laughs> good time to start shooting at things. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny because the first time he hears it, he hits the helmet like, what the, what the yeah, hell what is this? Ah, uh, man. <laughs> so he, he, he's like, oh, God, what's going on? Uh, he turns off his, his uh, computer and he's like, Luke, you shut off your computer. What's wrong? And Luke's like, I'm going to trust the Force. Don't worry, everything's fine. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, 
Vader's about to shoot Luke, and then Han shows up and saves the day. Yay! Jesus, take the wheel! Han Chewie saved the day! Yay! Han Chewie saved the day. Luke shoots the rocket down into the Death Star, blowing up the Death Star, killing Yay! Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes, Grandma Parkin is dead. Vader is not. Vader escapes. Vader gets knocked into the galaxy, spinning away. Is he alive? Is he dead? Wait until the next episode to find out. Ah! Yeah, like, clearly, Lucas was hoping that there would be another movie so, like, he could continue this whole yes. saga, you know? I was just, We were saying that, like, George Lucas did more planning for this movie, for future arcs, even though he wasn't even sure there was going to be one than Disney did for this whole new trilogy that they knew it was going to be trilogy. three movies. Like, it, it's just weird to me. I don't know, man. Yeah, so... You pay $4 billion for a franchise and you don't even plan it out. Ugh. Yeah, so basically, they go through this whole big thing. And now we get... They go land and they get the medal ceremony. Which, okay... I call fuckery, not just because of, obviously everyone calls fuckery because Chewie doesn't get a medal. Yeah, Chewie deserves a goddamn medal. fair, because he's there, and he helps, he should get a fucking medal. He's the co-pilot of the Millennium Falcon. But, like, Leia should get a medal, too. She should. Well, she was giving out the medals. She was handing out the medals because she's the... She's the princess. Princess, whatever. But, like, she was part of it, she deserves a medal. But the entire ceremony really, like, reeks of wedding ceremony to me. Yeah, it's very, like, it's very, yeah. The lineup, the way they walk down the aisle, I'm really just, like... formal and weird. I don't, yeah, it's weird. You know, it, it really... It's, like, dead silent, like, too. They don't say anything. Yeah. And then Han gets a medal, Luke gets a medal, Chewie doesn't get a medal. <gasps> Maybe they got married. <laughs> Han and Luke. Han and Luke. got married. They exchanged medals. We don't need Leia. <laughs> She was the, the first. And, uh, so that's how the first one ends. Yes. And I, yeah, I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, that was kind of boring. And in this one, like, it's not completely boring, but a lot of it is kind of boring. But there are fun parts in it, too. I don't know. I, 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 I'm I, very on the fence. I do admit there are some slow parts to this movie. Yeah, it's it, it feels longer than it is. It's only two hours. It doesn't feel like two hours. It feels longer than that. I, I think they did a good job with it. It's a, it's establishing something that yeah i'm not saying it's a bad movie by any stretch it's just you know it's compared to the other ones it's a bit of a slog at times yeah i mean for its time period for the fact that it's its first thing that anybody's ever seen it makes sense why it won so many special effects right oscars and things like that and why people were you know so entranced by it and why it became such a big thing it was but going back mm-hmm. on it now and growing up with the prequels and the, the sequels i guess yeah and yeah. every other star wars meme movie show yeah so part game of, you know <laughs> yeah. the regular everyday vernacular everything refers to star wars these days you know mm-hmm. it's easy to go back and you know look at the first one and be like wow that was like kind of shit (laughs) you know like i mean it started everything but as a story itself you know it needs the sequels and stuff to fill it out otherwise right no it doesn't hold up in it yeah so uh usually at the end of these reviews we do like a quick uh like rating like uh, out of usually out of 10 right yeah so out of 10 carolina what, what would you rate Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Um, yeah, I'm gonna stick with the seven point seven. All right, that's, that sounds yeah. fair. I think I'm gonna do yeah, 
I mean, we already did this out of 100 because we did the Rotten Tomatoes thing. So I'll say like eight and a half yeah. out of 10. I'll probably have like an 8.8. 8. All right. So that's, that's a relatively similar consensus there. Um, so how, how did you feel your first episode of Shoot the Flick? It's fun. <laughs> I uh, am not usually a movie buff kind of person. I'm like the sit down, watch it, and okay, yeah. the theater kind of person. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's uh, not usually analyzing it like to death nah. afterwards. <laughs> it's not films anyway. But, yeah, uh, it was a uh, fun. Good times. Yes, 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 yes. A little more focused than 17. <laughs> yes, uh, Carolina yeah. was also on uh, our last uh, mini New Year's episode of 17 Milligrams where we played Cards Against Humanity and tried out some Japanese snacks. Uh, so feel free to check that out on our, our sister podcast. But yeah, so now Carolina's a big hotshot uh, <laughs> podcast star. So from Japan, she's gonna have to go back to Japan and just forget about and flaunt, flaunt her stardom. Yes, but um, yeah. So I think this is a good start to our our new uh, yeah. series, the revisit. Yeah. So moving forward, um, next week we're gonna go back to our regular format of uh, me introducing Scott to a movie and Scott introducing me to a movie. And then I think just progressively, you know, as we go along, like, we're going to sprinkle in the Star Wars movies. Yep. Because uh, we don't want to overload everyone with Star Wars. You know, it's like yes. we already get overload of Star Wars just in regular lives. So we also want to pace it out so when Rise of Skywalker yeah, does come so out on DVD. Yeah, we well so we can uh, do a full spoiler heavy review of uh, Rise of Skywalker. When it comes out. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, this has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. I'm Scott Eisenberg. And I'm Carolina Swift. Thank you for joining us all the way from Japan. Thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> uh, make sure you check us out every single week on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And make sure you come back next week for a regular old episode of Shoot the Flick. What we're watching, we don't know yet, but we're going to figure it out. And it's going to be, you know, same old nonsense with me and Scott uh, showing each other a whole new world of cinema. <laughs> do, do, do. So make sure you come back next week to check us out then. We'll see you guys next time. Hit the score. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>